0: Hello, and welcome to the Distump Podcast. I'm your host, Miles Trout. All October long, my guests and I will be talking about the Masters of Horror Collection, Season 1. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be spooked. Well, most of these movies aren't very good, so I don't think you'll get too, too spooked, but I hope you like the podcast. this episode, we're going to be talking about the movie Jennifer, directed by Dario Argentino. So this is the Masters of Horror film from 2005. It has a bunch of things on the checklist, let's be honest here. Uh, Creepy song, check. Bad generic music on the radio, check. Jump scares, check. Uh, Naked ladies, check. Ugly people, check. And... Bad things happening to good people. So this movie is about a cop. His name is Frank. Frank is a cop at the beginning of the movie. And uh, he has a partner who's a total dope. And they decide to sit and eat Chinese food along the side of a road. Looks like they're in a desert. But apparently they're not. They're by some docks. And what happens is a guy drags this girl across the docks and bends her over like he's about to kill her with a meat cleaver and of course frank sees this all going on but his partner is too busy listening to generic rock songs loudly to be disturbed by all this craziness that's happening so frank goes and he tries to stop the guy from killing the girl and the guy says you don't know what she is and he pulls out a meat cleaver from his pocket and he's about to give it the old swing but instead Frank shoots him in the heart perfect shot just bam right in the heart and Frank runs up to check and make sure he's alive and there's a jump scare boom the first jump scare of the movie gets me I was like oh shit and uh the guy grabs Frank and he goes you don't know what she is and then he dies and then he turns to the girl who is the epitome of butterface I know it's a sexist term but you guys know what a butterface is right everything's hot butterface well, this lady, her name is Jennifer, I'll spoil that now, that's why the movie's called Jennifer, her face is super jacked up, she has big, crooked, nasty, spiky teeth, her eyes are as black as night, and her lips are lasagna, they basically look like lasagna, they're just all messed up and goofy, gooey, lots of gooeyness, so yeah, she, uh, she looks at him and he's like, oh, Jesus. And she goes to the insane asylum for whatever reason. And he calls for the cops and stuff. And he's like, I can't believe I killed a man. So he's got some PTSD after killing somebody. He walks up to his uh, his commanding officer, I guess, his CEO or his ASAC or whatever they call it in cop language. And the cops, his boss says like one of the best lines in horror movies I've ever heard. If it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, then it's a duck with a meat cleaver. mm Man, that's some solid, sharp-ass writing. <laughs> so we find out that Frank has a troubled marriage with a uh, anarchist son who has sprayed the anarchy symbol on the door why not? Sure. Uh, he has a hot wife. She tries to fuck the PTSD right out of him, but he's a little too rough. I think he sticks it in her butt and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And, uh, it doesn't go very well. And then he checks up on the girl who he saved. And, uh, this lady says, uh, this is inappropriate these days, but in 2005, this was perfectly acceptable terminology. She says she's retarded, but I think, sorry, She's mentally challenged. <laughs> okay. Uh, he decides that he's going to take her in because no one's there to claim her. And he sees her in the shower and she's got a smoking bod. She has a very, very, very nice body. And she's all naked and stuff. And he's like. Argh. So he decides that he's going to take her in. Her teeth are jacked up. Her tongue is covered in sores. And her lips are lasagna. And his eyes are her eyes are as black as night. But he's like, you know what? I'm going to try it out. (laughs) And uh, on the first night, she growls at the cat, the family cat. His wife and son are still asleep, so they don't hear this crazy lady hissing at cats and stuff in their house. And he just sets her up on the couch and leaves. Doesn't know anything about this bitch. He just puts her in the couch and leaves. So in the night, she scares the cat, and then she shows up in his room inexplicably naked. No reason. She was wearing clothes before, but now she's naked. And his wife comes out. And his wife is like, ah, and she's like, ma. Ah! <laughs> they scream at each other. And it's very silly. <laughs> what gets really crazy is that Jennifer bites Frank's wife in the face and she has like little bite marks all around her lips. And Frank's wife looks in the mirror and she screams and faints. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's pretty silly. Um, anyway, so, uh, Frank takes Jennifer in his car to nowhere. They just drive away and Jennifer comes onto him and he does absolutely nothing to stop her. So, uh <laughs> fucking Frank. She like licks his nipples with that nasty face and then she blows him and she rides him and her boobs are pretty great, don't get me wrong, but uh Yeah, it's it's a pretty weird sex scene, and Frank, it's not like he encourages it, but he doesn't do anything about it until she's, like, on top of him, and he's like, okay, let's do this. Then he brings her back to his house again that night. Why? I mean, I guess it must be that good, I don't know, and... uh she locks herself in the bathroom with the cat while everyone's arguing about whether or not she should be there and she eats the family cat just just rips it apart and there's intestines and sinew and it's real gross and his family says either she leaves or we do and then the next scene the family is leaving and frank is there with this crazy crazy face lady I don't know why he decided to let his family leave after watching a crazy lady eat a cat, but that's, I guess, how it goes. (laughs) And then they fuck again. Why not? uh, At this point, you've doubled down on you want to get that, so uh, Frank is just all about getting it. But then, like, the next day when Frank goes to work or whatever, she eats the neighbor girl who's like 10 She just eats this girl. So uh, that's when you realize the budget's really in the gore. Like the gore is pretty gnarly as she's like eating this girl raw. And Frank comes home and he's like, what the fuck? So he goes to the circus where apparently you can find a hitman. Find the hitman in the circus. Or he was trying to grab her or what. But he sells Jennifer to this dude to... Go and get Jennifer out of his house so he can never see her again, whether she ends up as a circus freak or if he kills her. I don't know exactly what the plan was, but the word circus was written really big next to this dude's head, so I'm assuming he was selling her to the circus. But she's not there when he gets home. Instead, (laughs) Frank figures out that she killed the circus guy and folded him up and put him in the fridge. Uh... So then Frank is really having a hard time and he starts digging holes in his backyard, night digging, which only innocent people ever night dig. Am I right? So he's night digging, and I'm asking myself, why is this dude digging himself deeper and deeper into this hole? This metaphor is very bizarre because he's burying a 10-year-old girl and a crazy circus man with a mustache. So, and he's doing this because he likes the sex with this girl? Is that what's going on? I mean, no sex is that good. Then again, his wife did say that it had been a long time, And, like, I know it gets kind of crazy after a long while of not getting laid. Once you find a sexual partner for the first time in years, it can get pretty dire. Like, you want to make sure that you secure it so you can continue to have sex and you're willing to do almost anything to keep it going. Like, pretend your favorite band is I Prevail or Smoke Cigarettes or go ice skating or you can drive an hour to be with somebody or, um, you cover up murders and hide the psycho in a cabin in the woods, which is what Frank does. (laughs) So, I mean, I guess that was what it was all about for him was sex, which is just crazy to me. I don't understand why he's doing this. So, uh, he goes to the grocery store where this Botox queen is like the manager. She just... Has had a lot of work done, whoever this lady is. She looks familiar. She's probably famous. But either way, she's uh, she definitely has had a lot of work done. And so he gets this job at the grocery store. Lady does not ask what his name is. She just gives Frank a job there. Because I guess he can't be a cop if he's harboring a murderous, crazy-faced, lasagna-lipped lady. Who likes to eat people alive. Again. I'm not sure any sex is that good, but he seems to think so. So he's on the lamb and he takes her to the woods and moves into a cabin and uh, gets a job as a guy who moves boxes at a grocery store. I've done that. It's not that bad but it's not a fun job it certainly doesn't pay as well as being a cop anyway so uh he brings home some sausages and jennifer drools over the sausages (laughs) like a hoe that she is just kidding that's that's misogynistic and dark and mean and i should never judge somebody especially not someone who uses sex to then manipulate their situation into eating human beings So Jennifer follows him to work the next day and watches him talk to Botox Lady and sees that Botox Lady has a son. And for some reason, Jennifer has a hoodie that has inexplicably appeared out of nowhere. She's able to follow a car out of nowhere. I don't understand how she can just follow cars great distances and end up in the same destination but she did and uh, so she sees what's going on there and she devises her own little plan so this kid goes to a party where there's generic heavy metal playing very loudly which is pretty good actually but I've never experienced a party where the whole group socially accepted heavy metal to be playing at a party but who am I what do I know I just live in the real fucking world anyway so uh, there's a whole bunch of bad acting that happens and the kid from the grocery store sees jennifer hiding out in the distance and she starts to run away so he chases because that's what smart people do is chase women into the woods so he chases her and she spins around and she grabs him by the throat and strangles him and he doesn't resist at all whatsoever there's no resistance he's just like uh, uh, don't uh, don't run away and um she is eating him alive Dick first she's ripped over and open his uh open his chest cavity and stuff but that didn't kill him and who shows up but Frank to see her eating a teenager's penis just stretching it like the latex it's made out of. Just <laughs> Penis. Yum. I bet you the sausages were kind of a direct allegory there, huh? So finally Frank has had enough. He gets out an axe and drags her into the woods. And right before he's going to kill her, he gets shot by a hunter. And the whole process starts over as the hunter saves Jennifer and is like, Oh, you're pretty ugly on the face, but look at that body. And that is how the movie ends. So there's your one hour, <laughs> one hour horror film. I guess it's a warning not to think with your dick. If you are one of the humans who's privileged with one, I wouldn't dare make a pronoun assumption. But, um, yeah, so it's it's a warning not to think with your dick or it might end up getting a whole lot of people eaten alive because your dick has the power of persuasion like no other. <laughs> so, and at the very end it goes, You have been watching Jennifer. And that's how the movie ends. <laughs> uh. So then I watched the special features, right? So um, Dario Argento, he's uh, he's a famous dude. Uh, I'm sure I explained exactly what he's done in the past, but he speaks Italian, so I'm going by what the uh, what the subtitle said here. But he said, "I did not make this movie for TV. Nobody said it was for TV, so I didn't make it for TV. I worked freely." almost without any censorship. So, and he put a lot of emphasis on the almost. So somebody told him he couldn't put something in and he didn't want to say who. But it turns out that this is based on a comic book from the 1970s. The main actor whose name is Stephen Weber. So Stephen Webber is the main actor in this movie. He's also probably most notably from The Shining remake that was on TV a few years ago. And by that, I mean 15 years ago. Oh, my God. Anyway... Um, so he read this comic when he was a kid and he was absolutely, uh, drawn in, shall we say, pun intended, by the way that that Bruce Jones and whoever else worked on this comic book, Jennifer, he was super into how they drew her naked body. So as a kid, he, this stuck with him for the rest of his life to the point where he wrote a screenplay based on the comic book that was only a few pages long. Dario Argento read this comic and he was like, Okay. Sounds good. Let's do it. And he did all of his pre-production on the internet. Can you imagine a world where you can do pre-production on the internet? Well, this is 2005, and it didn't happen a whole lot back then. So he was just like, I was in Rome. I couldn't come and, like, scout locations and stuff. And I don't think anyone can work very well this way on the internet alone. This is just not an acceptable way to work but he he compared this movie to a couple other movies he compared it to Beauty and the Beast but it's reversed which i can kind of see and uh he basically was just talking about how sex drive was more important for men than women and that's why the movie was more based on sex uh but he says Jennifer is like a powerful drug that he cannot free himself from and that's where all of his frustration comes from not her eating people or anything like that that's not a source of frustration right <laughs> right um but the the actress is super beautiful before all the prosthetics and stuff go on anyway another movie that he compared this to is obviously Frankenstein because there's a monster person that is trying to be inducted into society but particularly when she ate the like 10 year old girl that was like the most obvious comparison to Frankenstein that he could come up with Dario Argento came here from Italy and made this movie Completely on his own, he said, "There isn't anything easy about making a movie, but I didn't bring any assistance of my own from my country. I was completely alone. But adventures are to be experienced fully by yourself without fear." And I think that's a good uh, that's a good way to look at some experiences in life. Is if you bring a bunch of people you become the chairman of those people or you just are a member of those people. If you do something, if you travel or you do something completely by yourself that is an adventure, you get your fullest extent out of just being by yourself and doing what you want to do and handling it how you can handle it. Brave. It's a brave move, but I actually really like that kind of philosophy that he seems to have. So apparently the film was shot in order, according to him, but the other people in the special features disagreed, so I don't know if that's true, but he said it was filmed in order because he just likes to film that way, and that's his style. So I thought that was interesting, and he says, this film is unique in my career of filmography. I'm very fond of it. And I think where he's coming from is that the actual framing of the images in the movie come directly from the framing of the panels of the comic. It's actually pretty well, it's like a pretty cool homage to a comic book from the 70s that I've never heard of, but they were showing like panels from it and stuff, and they definitely nailed it. Like even down to the gore is real sinewy and stretchy and just veins and intestines and just sticky and wet looking. And they really nailed the gore, the same kind of imagery that the comic book had. Very interesting. Um, Steven Weber, the guy who wrote the adaptation of it and then gave it to other actual writers who turned it into the script. He's the guy. He seems like he's the brain trust behind all this. Frank is the main character. And um, he said that the story is overall simple in structure, but visually a noir film nightmare. I thought that was a pretty good quote. The comic featured graphic sexual content and cannibalism, which is why she was eating a dick at the end. I don't know why I wrote that here, but apparently that's what uh, Frank was talking about. So, uh, I want to know where that kid ended up because he was not dead at the end of the movie. <laughs> like, what the fuck happened to him? So, she's like eating the dick and he's like, Ooh, oh, I don't feel good. Oh, I'm dying. I'm a bad actor. I'm dying. And she's just straight up eating his dick at the end and then he, he uh, Frank drags her out into the woods. So, what happened to that kid? If Frank got shot by the hunter and she like, seduces the hunter and they go away, is that kid just going to die from death? Dick and chest bleeding? I don't... This fucking not a pleasant thought. Jennifer was played by an actress named Carrie Ann Fleming, who, uh, she's a very beautiful lady. She didn't know anything about Dario Argento before taking the role, but she f- became quite fond of him because he would call her every day to make sure she was sticking to her diet. <laughs> I mean... I guess that's one way to direct, am I right? So, she was really excited to work with the makeup people because they also worked on Evil Dead and Army of Darkness and stuff. So, there were obviously some heavy hitters in this series when it came to making these films. Uh, When asked about the nudity that she has to do constantly in this film, she said, "...the character would not be embarrassed by nudity, so it would be inappropriate for me to be nervous. But also, I have to protect myself and perform." So, I mean, she was very exposed, she said, and that it was the three women who were kinda her handlers when during her nude seeds that made her feel more comfortable. I think that's a pretty bold directing decision is like to think about what it would be like to be a naked woman on a set full of men and coming up with ways to make her more comfortable. That seems like an actually like really thoughtful thing to do on his part. So when asked to describe Jennifer, Carrie Ann Fleming said that she is pure, innocent Revengeful, loyal, sexual, hungry, sometimes literally, and vulnerable, which I think is actually probably a pretty good way to describe this character. Carrie Ann Fleming is, she seems like a really sweet lady. So, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. I have the box set of the Masters of Horror. So, here's the question Am I willing to keep this disc or am I going to dump it? Well, I'm certainly not going to break up a box set. That would be the act of a madman. And I am no criminal. I would never do that. But I'm going to have to watch all these movies and decide if it's worth keeping this whole box set if I only like a couple of the movies. I don't think that's going to be the case, but either way, would I? Is this a checkmark in the positive or the negative? Is this movie good enough to keep? I'm not going to lie. I don't. This is not a good movie. <laughs> this is not a good movie at all. It's nice to look at some boobs. Don't get me wrong, but I have the internet. Like, <laughs> I don't need to watch horror movies to see boobs. Interesting film learned a lot about horror movie making and stuff uh it's it's interesting would i watch it again anytime soon no so this is a check mark in the bad sorry masters of horror but this one is not working out for you well uh there you have it folks i hope you enjoyed it i'm looking forward to this month it's gonna be crazy and you're gonna hear a lot of me bye thank you all for listening i really appreciate it and i hope you're enjoying the october episodes where we talk about the masters of horror i just want you to know if you want to get a hold of me you can email me discdumppod at gmail.com on twitter i'm at the disc Dump. on instagram Discdump podcast facebook the disc Dump podcast page or you can join the discdump podcast fans group and start the discussion please don't forget to rate review and subscribe Thank you guys for listening. Have a googly Halloween.